0: Wherever you may be, the podcast about pop culture from the past of this episode, which will be all about the
1: goodies. Let's let's, let's kick it off with the the legendary series that was The Goodies. Um, You know, kicked off in 1970, we had uh, a trio of uh, Cambridge University students that met up and sort of got on so well that they decided to... uh, pitch an idea for a series and it ran a full 10 years uh so yeah it was um it was a big show in, in its day um bigger in australia i think in you know in the end because it, it had an initial run in the uk but it just kept getting repeated mm. over the years in the in the Maybe australia so, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, in australia so i think um yeah, it's a big part of people's lives and uh and i love it how, how did it affect you guys Andy, how did you go with the
2: goodies? Well, I remember every afternoon, I think it was, what was it, before six? Was it before the news? Must have been yeah. On ABC, in uh, being a, a little kid growing up in Melbourne and always having to put on the goodies and watch that and having a great time and watching it. And then if you got a repeat, even better, because you knew what was coming up and you got to see it again. And very fond memories of watching it as a little
0: guy. And, uh, yeah. If you never saw the goodies, the structure was basically that uh, there was Graham Garden, who was the science guy, Graham. There was um, Bill Otty, who was sort of at the time, because of the time it started, was, I guess, kind of a militant hippie. And there was Tim Brooke Taylor, who uh, later on uh, found a Union Jack waistcoat, but he was the very patriotic <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> member of the trio who would fall apart. If there was anything dangerous that was coming and would end up weeping, but also uh, all you had to do was crank up Land of Hope and Glory and he would start some form of patriotic speech. And that was uh, the team that were given all kinds of things to do, anything, anytime. And uh, those anywhere. were. Anywhere. Anywhere. Then those were the adventures we would watch. What was a favorite episode that uh, either of you had?
1: I've got to go with uh, the giant cod. Uh, <laughs> don't know if everyone's familiar with that. Um, no, I don't they, remember that. One. They uh, um, cross-past with a, a giant cod, so it was it was the the height of Jaws, so it was in the mid seventies, and they thought they'd cash in on that. So, Oh that's right. The, the funny thing about that is that, um, as we know, Jaws the um, uh, shark was known as Bruce because it was mm. uh, Spielberg's solicitor or lawyer at the time. <laughs> And uh, with the goodies, they actually uh, named their um, uh, cod after their manager, which his name was Brian Cod. So how about that? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if anyone remembers, it, it, the, the big showdown at the end was they, they had to uh, um, take out the giant cod and the, they blew it up and it ended up being a, uh, a big barrage of fish finger packets that's that uh, right. rained down on the goodies. So that's, that's the kind of uh, humor I'm into. Uh, how about you guys? What's what's your faves, Phil? Oh, I think um, I reckon off the top of my head, like a lot
0: of people, I think *Kitten Kong*. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, anyone who's seen the goodies will remember the uh, the sort of um, filming and the photography of um, the kitten jumping on the post office tower and knocking it over. <laughs> that was great. It's very iconic, wasn't it? Absolutely. And also, I think there was a few. After a while, they got very slick in their episodes I, I, there was one I remember the one where they were advertising string Oh, oh yeah and that that one for instance yes. you know that kind of thing uh, that was great yeah those are a couple of favorites and what about you Andy
2: I'm not as um, up to scratch on it all as you to as <laughs> versed as you guys but what I do remember was images and I remember the they did the the Aussie one I think it was oh they were always doing the Rolf Harris taking the piss out of Rolf Harris
0: and You know, Ralph's been cancelled, right? Yeah,
2: that's right. That's <laughs> a. They still did it, and I remember the. um What was it, Ecky Thump? Yes, that was yep, something that's that great. Made an impression on me when I was young, and the music. I loved it when they were always doing the music. I remember the first time I'd heard the song "Wild Things" when they were doing. It. I don't know what episode that was, but.
0: Um, what, what, I'm so looking, what do do over, looking over to Mike here. Wasn't that from Goodies Almost Live? There's, Correct, yeah. yeah. And, they,
1: and Funky Gibbon, They had yes, a run. That, yeah. that actually hit top five in the UK back yeah. in the day. I think with it was a Single release, maybe. yeah. Funky yeah. Gibbon.
2: Yeah. And then what, wasn't the one where they were doing something to play to... Concert in front of all the police or something. Oh yes, yes. And that's one I think they did wild thing. Mm. Oh yeah. And I remember the glasses and thinking, wow, there's a little kid. This
1: is mad. this is fantastic. So, what about uh, bun fight at the OKT rooms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone remember that one? Yes. I do yes. Now. very good. Tomato squirters and uh, yeah. playing cards with uh, toast uh, pieces of toast. Um, yeah. Geez. Just just crazy, crazy ideas. I think that's and that's what sort of. Um, appealed to me that it was a bit, a bit surreal, I guess, Yeah. for a stay. in
0: some ways um, because those guys had uh, done a lot of radio, and I mean uh, radio comedy uh, has been a big deal in the UK for a long time, and even now it still has some power that things get trialled on radio and eventually turned into shows because uh, they had done things like uh, I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again and those sort of shows. A lot of the stuff that might have been just spoken, they kind of decided to turn into images. And I think that was part of their appeal in general, but certainly it was part of the appeal to us as kids to see, you know, grown ups dressed in all these crazy costumes and doing all that sort of slapstick yeah. that they really indulged themselves. So, because there was no one that was doing slapstick like them. It's almost my, you know.
2: Monty Python for kids. I sort of yeah. put those two together, you know, because it really was. Obviously, adults loved it, and we're still talking about it. Mm. But definitely, as a kid, that we grew up watching it, and it is it's slapstick. And you yeah. might not have picked up on some of those
0: adult concerts?
2: Yeah, exactly. The esoteric stuff, you know. Like, the, <laughs> I mean, the Union Jack—that was just a Union Jack to me yeah. when when Tim was wearing it. But then you look back at it, and like you were saying, is that patriotic conservative? And there's so many. There's so much to it. I think
1: it's great. How, how many episodes do you think, I uh, think there was back in its day. Oh, good god! Ten
0: years. Here I now feel like I should have researched this bit. Well, I can tell you that. Oh it's, well, uh, Mike.
1: A big sixty-seven half-hour episodes. Wow. Who? And two forty-five-minute specials, and one of those was Kit and Kong*, and that picked up a uh, uh, an award, which is um, you know the revered golden. revered for its day. Yeah. Was that the Golden
0: Rosa mantra? You was spot on, sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, that, but I think that's also an example of where they were uh, visually doing what um, maybe bef- previous to that had only been done on film or tended to be done on film. Certainly, I don't think it was that big. That kind of comedy wasn't that big uh, uh, in the UK apart from them. So, well,
2: when did it start? What was it early seventies or seventy five? Nineteen seventy. Rental. That's when they started. Yeah,
1: they rented in 1980, okay. and then um, the other interesting fact is that at one point Steven Spielberg was such a fan that oh, he had yeah. developed an idea of getting a goodies movie together, which oh, wow. sadly never never transpired. But uh, mm. that would have been something.
2: It would, uh, yeah. See, two minds about the one because I think how much would Hollywood have interfered and tried to, but yeah, we'll never know. It's kind of futile. But to, you know, instead of leaving them to do their own thing, but. At, so many British uh, series that end up doing those shows. I like mm-hmm. love Thy Neighbor and uh, Rising Damp. I mean, they're, they're all. They always end up terrible, but the shows themselves are really, really good. Well, Bless it, his house. It, yeah. didn't,
1: it didn't shape up comedy wise. So hot for Spielberg because he went off to do a film called 1941, yeah, right. which uh, <laughs> wow. didn't set the world on fire. It no, was so no, a box no. office flop. So no, no. Um, yeah, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a good idea that it didn't take shape. I don't
0: know. The Cocaine Years. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I, th- I think that uh, the other thing that was interesting about those guys, I mean, because you're basically saying it was went for 10 years, aren't you? Yeah. So I think that because um, they were mostly BBC series, weren't they, but then there was a few IT I was, was going to ask,
1: where did it start? BBC. BBC, and then it, at the very end it jumped to London Weekend Television for like a six-episode run. But right. But the other fascinating part is we can blame... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the Demise of the Goodies. WTF, please explain. Well, uh, because of uh, the production value of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they blew the uh, light entertainment budget, which left nothing for the Goodies to make their series, so they just canned it. And then uh, they they got picked up for a short run with London Weekend Television. That was it. Right. So. Do I blame Ken Wilson as Rostrum Camera? Is that what I should be doing
0: right now? Yep. As okay. of now, I think you should. <laughs> okay. yep. yep. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I actually didn't know that story. No. So um, there, you're saying there was another
1: season uh, lined up? But there was plans, yep. Yeah, plans for and more was goodies? Yeah. 11,
2: the 11th. Give or take. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so. Uh, and the Hitchhiker's Guide, that was a set series wasn't it that was a another one i remember as a kid bits and pieces but that was wasn't an ongoing series was it it was just a a one-off was it yeah i think so because at that
0: point once again it was one of these things where it had done good business both as a book and as a as a radio series Uh, and they thought well it'll be great as a tv series it really wasn't but you know I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. What I else think, you got there?
1: Yeah, I think the other iconic thing that comes to mind of people think of the goodies they think of the three tandem bike, the three person bike, mm. and that's a that's a big thing. And then I've I've gone to the uh, goodies bible, which is known as the goodies rule okay book, Ooh. by someone known as Robert Ross, and uh, they tell the story of Bill Oddie talking uh, about how they they couldn't ride the bike so well, so. There's lots of scenes where they fall off the bike, which they just <laughs> left in there because they couldn't ride the thing. And um was always trouble when the first one would get on the bike. Uh, so the first one got on the bike, but the ones that came on later would usually get their um, shins taken out by the uh, the pedals. <laughs> so Bill O'Day joked that uh, they had the bike read because it was just to conceal the blood. <laughs> so, uh, you know, not not without its uh, injuries, the, the goodies. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, if anyone wants a good read, the goodies rule okay. If, you, if anyone can find it, uh, it's it's a cracker. So um, if people want to know the ins and outs of uh, how the goodies uh, came about and uh, the full story that's the way to go. Did you get that signed? No, I didn't, but I did get a tour poster signed when... Uh, two of the goodies came to Perth in 05. They did the uh, um, goodies still alive on stage tour at uh, his match and uh, one of the, the big uh, venues here in Perth and um, to be honest the, those two guys couldn't have been nicer so I had a good chat to them and asked them if they kept any of the uh, um, props from the show like did they have a giant cod in their wardrobe somewhere or <laughs> did they have uh, anything Euphemism. you know any uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know and they have um, you know any of the tomato squirters from the bunfire at the OKT? no none of that or they all they could sort of let me know is that they'd uh, were able to track down the, the original tandem bike which they used in the show so um, and they brought out and they brought that out for the for the tour wow um, okay. so, so that was cool and um, and where was bill that time he was committed to his nature shows because it's uh. all about the bird watching uh series in the uk yeah. so um they did a very cool link where they had um they walked off the stage and into a screen where they the three of them were together and interacted oh, nice. and then they walked back out onto the stage just the two of them so cool. oh, it, wow. was, it was pretty inventive yeah that's for sure um and then years later um bill Oddy came in about 2013 so a good eight years later and did uh, the um Oldie but a Goldie tour and talked about his life and times with the goodies and and bird watching. So, did look, he talk to about me, his? Me- um, I know he's had uh, depression, quite bad depression. Well, maybe maybe he's bipolar or something. Did you talk about that at all? He did, yeah. And he talked about how um, having an outlet like you know, the bird watching and and being so into that and you know being able to share that with others was you know oh, a big part of sort of keeping him. Level, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay,
0: that's good. The, uh, um, the goodies themselves, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Tim died in uh, 2020, but um, up until uh, this point throughout uh, the sort of last decade or so, they've admitted several times that uh, there's a massive uh, Australian audience for any time they've wanted to come here. And as you said earlier, Mike, that uh, possibly even a larger audience than uh, was there in UK because of all those repeats. And there was a, a tendency, a lot of people have a fond memory of watching it with Doctor Who. A lot of people also have a memory of I hated Doctor Who and I loved the goodies, so there's a bit of a schism right
1: there. That's me. Yeah, I, okay. I'd turn off straight after the goodies <laughs> because that, that uh, whirly opening to Doctor Who would scare me, so I'd be... Diving behind a couch and uh, off with you on that one. No,
0: I could see who's going to have to do the lead
1: on Doctor Who when we uh, finally get there. Can I
2: just jump in here? And I I still have uh, images of hiding behind a table and chairs when that thing was on there and getting instead of just
0: leaving the room like we should have done. Yeah,
2: same thing. (laughs) Got really scared.
0: So what I was going just what I was going to say is it's interesting that um, an alternative audience uh, in another country can sort of keep uh, keep. Oh, oh, and I was going to say keep a show alive. That's not quite the right thing to say. But Australian audiences, it's interesting, uh, have a number of things that we love the most, mm. and we'll have those people keep coming here and touring. And absolutely, the goodies was one of those.
1: <coughs> I think that's that's why we're lucky in Australia because we get the boast of best of the u s and the u k when yeah. it comes to entertainment, mm-hmm. so you know we can gravitate to both where yeah um, you know in the, in the case of the goodies you know it uh, it became such a a popular show that you know for decades it was it was a staple at like six o'clock. I know they did make some cuts to you know fit it in, in around that time of night, but because yeah. mm. it was made for prime time in the u k but um, yeah, just never got it. Never got replayed in the UK, so it doesn't have that following. That's the, for sure. The mm-hmm.
2: influence. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers, but Spiderbait. Good old, uh, I think Sydney band or are they Queens. Oh, they
1: did a.
0: They did they, a cover of Run. Yeah.
2: You know. That's right. Yeah. And it's a really great if you're out there and you Google it or whatever it um, Spotify it whatever it is check it out because it's a really cool funky dark track of cover of the song.
0: And in fact, that reminds me that when you watch the goodies, you would very often be hearing a um, as incidental music. uh, You'd often be hearing uh, Bill Oddie's vocal there and uh, his music, yeah, yeah, bubbling under things. So we all got to um, be very familiar with a certain number of songs, and that also kind of really stamped the individuality of that group on that show. It wasn't just you know, yeah, because it wasn't just. Um, the um, incidental music that obviously the BBC had plenty of and could have yeah. used, so that's very recognisable. It was just yeah. yeah, it
2: was very specific. And yeah, good old Bill. I
0: think he'd probably be my favourite Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you're a bit like him, mate. Eh? Am I? Or or am I the most like him? In <laughs> fact, just I'm just questioning this. If if it was a sort of if it was us as the goodies, uh, who would be what? Yeah, right. That's a good question. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to be Tim, do we? Even though we love Tim Taylor, <laughs> R.O.P. Loved him. Yeah. I'd, mm, I but love you, him. you might
1: have a bit of a Graham science-y thing oh, to you, yeah. but not I don't
0: know about that. more than anything.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd give you the Graham of the bunch. I'd, I'd go the Tim Taylor. I'd be the straight man of the, uh, of the crew. <laughs> All right. I'll take Bill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll take well,
2: whatever, whatever's given.
0: Now we've uh, sorted out, I believe we may have just uh, scratched the
1: surface there. In fact, I'd say that. So, meeting Tim Brooke Taylor, I can think it was just a heck of a nice guy. The other thing that sort of comes to mind is that he was in uh, Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka and yes. the Chocolate Factory. As the little so, cameo. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think you to be more excited than spotting him from the goodies yeah. when that was on TV That's growing right. up. right,
2: yes, yes, yes. But, um, that's right. He's doing the computer and he's trying to find out where the golden tickets are. That's it. Yeah.
1: Computer's not doing what he wants. Yeah. But he was still contracted to like a, a show in the UK that um, he'd been on uh, for like close to thirty years. So you know he was still amongst it and uh, was, uh, like delivering and presenting. And yeah, yeah, like a panel show. So ah, yeah. right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That kind of rings a bell
2: as
0: well. Yeah. And on that note, we say "F you, COVID nineteen. <laughs> And we love you, the goodies. And we, I feel in my bones that we will come back to this because, as I was saying, uh, we just scratched the surface
1: there. Yeah. It must be time for a uh, bit of a track shortly, do you think? What oh. do you reckon we'd go with? Absolutely. Walk, walk in the Black Forest? Oh. <laughs> part one or part two? One of those, I think, would fit the bill. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> nice.